What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Running and Gunning podcast with your hosts Justin Sinan and Logan Sandburn. We are uh, we don't have a guest tonight, but uh, we're excited to get into a little bit of late season talk and um, just do some overview from uh, you know ATA. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, got to do some uh, digging on some products that we like, and uh, it's about that time to uh, start covering some ground and getting into some of these areas that uh, we've been holding off on and do some exploring but um without further ado what's going on logan how are you doing this evening man what's up um i'm doing pretty well it's pretty cold the temperature dropped uh a lot yeah which would have been nice a couple weeks ago no kidding (laughs) i know man but uh i'm i'm doing well um i haven't gotten out i know you've gotten out a few times uh already and found a couple sheds um but i mean i wasn't on any deer that i know of in the area that I'm really trying to get after and find any sheds for, but obviously that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, for me, just to jump right into it, um, I'm my plans for postseason are trying to find new properties. Um, there's very selective public around me, and I don't necessarily want to have to travel, uh, you know, over an hour to try and get to public when. I'm already struggling to find time to get in the woods as it is um, based off of, you know, how this year went. So finding something that's a little bit more time efficient uh, is the goal. So knocking on doors, um, you know, some of, some of the places I plan on maybe just dropping a letter in the mailbox, you know, with um, an explanation with my phone number and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it always helps, you know, that I'm a police officer, like, <laughs> that definitely oh, yeah. bol- bolsters my confidence and or bolsters other people's confidence in you know allowing me on their property and that kind of stuff so that's always a plus but i mean it's like there's so much good ground around me and there's good deer around me that i've just gotta kind of figure it out and so my plan is to just e-scout drop pins on places and that you know i think look good um maybe try and get out and shed hunt them or even just ask if i can shed hunt not straight up ask you know can i deer hunt here or whatever um but you know just another tip is like just saying that you only bow hunt is like another huge factor in being able to get properties um or even just hunting properties outside of gun season like some people don't care it's like, oh yeah, well we gun hunt it, but you can bow hunt it, you know, outside of gun season if you want. Um, yeah. So that's that's a decent tip. Like, don't be scared off if people say, you know, oh well we gun hunt this property, but you can hunt it if you want. Like, go kill that fuck, go kill that deer before they <laughs> before gun season that's comes right. in. You know. Um, that's right. So and uh, it's just you know I I've struggled the last couple years with. Uh, scouting public because the pieces that I've that I go to are so small that I feel like I just run into people and I'm messing up other people's hunts so much that like I just I don't like almost, doing that. I almost feel like the turd. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know that's um, really tough. I think that you're you're spot on with a lot of that. I mean, I think get a place that's maybe like I like try to find something twenty to thirty minutes because I feel like once you push packs like the 30 minute barrier. I mean, it's cool every once in a while, but 
if you want to, you know, do something and you can find a property that's maybe, I don't know, man. I mean, I've killed them on small parcels, but I know we don't really care for like baiting as you know, and when you have a small parcel, I feel like you almost have to, um, depending on the situation. But yeah, I think uh, a lot of what plays into that too, like with it being close is hunting consecutive days. So when you get that fresh Intel and you, you know, figure something out, like you need to act on it. And if that property is an hour away and you've got stuff going on tomorrow, like, like, oh, well, maybe I'll come back, you know, in two days or three days or whatever. I mean, even if you wound something too, man, it's like, it really like having a family, man, it it definitely throws a a wrench in things sometimes as far as that's concerned. Cause you know, you go, you spend an hour just getting there and an hour coming home. It's like, you know, the old lady don't like it when you're gone for, (laughs) you know, that much time. And then if you wound something, you got to, come back home maybe if you got to wait till the next morning and then it's just it's worth it if you find that dynamite property don't get me wrong but yeah i think for you like find those core spots that are close to your house and then maybe push that one hour mark on like some really good pieces that are going to be worth your time yeah and i mean one of the other things for me was putting up cameras i i handicapped myself this year um with (laughs) I thought I was going to have more time to be in the woods and scout fresh sign and set up on fresh sign. And like I said, I hardly ever hunted consecutive days. So it was not having cameras up and then not being able to have the time to like go scout, find signs set up. It was just like, uh, I felt like I was, you know, going in blind almost every time. And so not to jump too far forward, but one of the things I'm super excited about is, Exodus's new cameras that they just dropped. Um, I got a couple of those. They're the like, I guess budget cell cameras for them. Um, mm-hmm. And but they're essentially a render, but they just took out all of the unnecessary features that the like the screen and the menus and all the kind of stuff like the tech that costs a lot of money. They took all that out of the. Um, camera so now you've basically got an on off switch leds and you run everything through your phone um i don't know if it's going to have a like a live view like the undercover cams do um where you can see you know what the camera's pointed at yeah which is Mm -hmm. that's the undercover cameras like are second to none they're awesome yeah yeah for 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 video and scrapes and stuff i mean uh, really in general on video mode i mean you can't i can't beat them yeah, and if you and find the them on sale use. there's a lot of times you know we have those sales that are like they're like a 100 bucks i mean right for a non-sell but, cam man like i like them a lot yeah they're just they're super easy to use they're e- easy to set up like you can literally do everything from your phone um but yeah like those i got a couple of those cameras um which should help like just not having to spend the time to go scout as much. Like I don't have to not scout, but go check the cart. Like I don't have to physically go there and pull the card and come back. Like that's, 
depending on you know you you yeah. drive you find and a like spot all that's stuff. an hour it's worth it it's right. time consuming right um, that's pretty much like for the farm i mean that's why i had my cell cams over there because it's like man like for me i, I was just trying to figure out where a, a killable deer was you know because i i had completely just pretty much nothing coming on camera and i was like all right let's totally switch things up and the areas that were farther away from my house, I wanted to monitor. So, you know, I think there's there's a whole lot of controversy going on about the uh, cell cams lately. And it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, they're legal. And to, by all means, I feel like I, I had a complete advantage, you know, using a cell cam. Um, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, I did put the camera where it got a picture of a deer and, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's... I I agree that there is a line of fair chase where, yeah. like the live act or the live modes that some of these cameras have and stuff like that. Like, right. we could go on all day about where that line is, but yeah, I think we all kind of understand it, and it's like, right? And I'm not so using that talking using that camera. Right now, yeah, I'm. I'm not using that camera for like real time data of like, okay, that deer's in there right now. I'm going to go like, I usually don't have the time to just drop everything and go to the woods. Right. Um, It worked out like that for me, but just because of the day (laughs) it was honestly, yeah. like I wasn't working, you know, it was a Sunday afternoon. Like the wife was cool with it, but I dude, that's literally the first time ever I've had that happen. Like, yeah. And I think I've been using cell cams for probably like five years now. Like I bought a covert when they first were kind of, when they were expensive, dude, that covert costs like three fifty or something like that. Like, and I had it cause I was like, man, I'm always getting tricked by these deer. And I was like, they're, they'll show up one night and then they'll show up the, the night right after. And then you'll never see them again. So like a lot of the suburban that I hunted, it was like that. And it was like, them deer in November would be patternable for two days consistently in different areas. But I was always a day late and a dollar short. And even yeah, though I had the cell cams, it still didn't help me kill them. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, so, so right. that's, that's kind of like, you know, to end that argument, that's, you know, just, it worked out, you know, just right this time. What is the difference if you were to go hunting and you checked a camera on your way to go hunting and you noticed that there was a deer on it? Is it yeah. much different? I mean, it, it yeah, it is different. I'm not going to compare I mean, apples to apples, but kind I mean, yeah, yes and no, but I think it's just a sliding scale just like anything yeah. else. I mean, right. it's like we we use archery equipment is, yeah. you know, using a rifle right. fair chase like right. I smoked that sucker so from 1000 yards like, you know, yeah. the right. Oh, so. it was it was a 600-yard <laughs> shot. I'm like I mean, that's cool. Congratulations. Like, you know, yeah. I don't want to discount anybody's trophy, but it's just not what I really want to do. Um, right. It, it goes I mean, kind of in all directions. And yeah. And I think we all have that moral compass that says this is okay and this is not okay. And some people's is different right. than other, do others. What, and Do what makes you happy, man. That's kind of right. my, my end sentiment on that. It's like I, I think there's not enough hunters out there and we need to kind of like spread good – good vibes and at the end of the day it's like if it's legal have at it and uh um, yeah. if you're enjoying yourself and, you know you that's know what? what it's about you know what meat is freaking expensive no and kidding 
you know what you don't have to do when you kill a deer and process it yourself and put it in the freezer? Yeah. Just pay taxes on pay, it. Right. <laughs> no kidding. Right. So, Next thing you know, we're going to have to start paying tax on how many deer we kill. <laughs> <coughs> so, yes, you have to buy a license and all that kind of stuff, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to... One of these days, we're yeah. gonna have a whole conversation on how we <laughs> feel about stuff. But maybe we'll do That's that fine. in the off season. We should one time. But uh, all right, yeah. Look man, forward. I mean, for, look forward to that. Yeah, we will. That me too. I think that'll <laughs> be a good one. We'll give everyone a fair warning for that one ahead of time. But it'll definitely be worth listening to. Um, dude, for me, so you, I had some notes for what I was gonna talk about for late season. Uh, yeah, I just started go. trapping. Uh, here at the house, I'm trying to catch some coyotes. Um, I've got two raccoons so far, um, which is good. I like catching the raccoons, so like gets them uh, away from raiding turkey nests. And they were two giant and raccoons. So, and your corn piles? Yeah, I, I only had a couple <laughs> corn piles out this year, but um, but they did raid them the second you put that on the ground. They're there. Oh yeah, that's for sure. It's always, you know, it's hard when you get like somebody that's like, "Hey, we're," when we have like our family friend that came out and hunted. Like, I'm like, "All right, well, how many days are you going to be here?" Oh, we're we're here for two days, and I'm like, "Well, shit, I'm putting corn out. If, if you're <laughs> yeah. only here for two days, dude, like, I, I don't know what you expect out of me." But I think the, I think the worst part about raccoons is like they always just end up scaring the shit out of me because they'll just like come yeah. out of nowhere and just like make the most noise and like the the worst like sounds like they'll yeah. you know climb out of the tree like 20 feet above your head and then just like scream i don't know like, what it is for me man it's these freaking possums around here like <laughs> yeah this year alone i swear to god there are like three or four times i was like just so on edge like either first light or last light and i hear this freaking possum like Ch- like almost sounded like a deer and i'm like i'm like where is it and then i'm like it's a freaking possum like you gotta be shitting me like i almost wanted to just shoot it out me too (laughs) just shoot it out of spite just like you little sucker oh if there had been enough light i would have one of the does that i shot this year like i think the second doe i shot this year that that's what happened the possum came in and then the does started coming in and i didn't even turn around to look i looked behind me and like there's four (laughs) does like like just steadily coming at me and I'm like not even prepared for anything. But it's funny. I quick, quick story is I, uh, the farm that I have permission to hunt on, I had a camera out there that I wanted to go pull and, uh, it had just been, or the coyote season that you can hunt at night with white light had like just opened up. So I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to go get this camera and I'm going to throw my rifle on my back yeah and uh and so i took it out there with me and i ended up seeing a possum and i was thinking about blasting them with 223 and i was like ah, i don't think i'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah yeah it was somebody said something interesting about that uh i think it was the Lindsays. i was watching one of their instagram reels and he was like guys don't freak out just because you hear gunshots going off you know, it, when you're hunting and it's rifle season and you think that your neighbor just killed that buck that you're after, he's like, <laughs> guarantee you three or four of them shots are just people shooting at squirrels or raccoons. Uh, another percentage of them might be one shot that kills a deer, and then the other just could be shooting a coyote or missing a deer. So you never really know. 
Or but, it's their uh, significant other uh, headed right. out the driveway. <laughs> All right. With that being said, like, I know you've got stuff written down um, about postseason and shed hunting. Um, so let's get into that. What you're, uh, you're a bit of a guru when it comes to shed hunting, and I know you love it and you're good at it. So share, share some guru. knowledge with us. Damn. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna blush over here, how, man. If I, how if how I many did you say you had after this? Uh, we're fl- I gotta count them, dude. I don't know. I've given a lot of them out. I think I'm somewhere around like close to 200 mark. Um, yeah. Maryland was a lot easier to find sheds than Kentucky. Uh, I would I will say a lot of my numbers are from Maryland, not here. Um, I think with doing suburban and. You know, it was a lot easier for me to t- say, like, okay, well, here's a deer's bedding area, or I could walk. It, you know, if I walked two or three miles in a suburban area, I was going to find the bedding areas. So, I mean, a lot of times I found that it, I was competing with, like, other people. And I, I've made a few friends that were even shed hunting the same spots that I was shed hunting. And it's like, oh, okay, well, what'd you pick up today? Well, you know. <clears throat> and um, my biggest keys to shed hunting honestly or uh find an area where there's a bunch of deer at and you know go walk what you think is going to be their bedding area shed hunting is going to make you so much better of a hunter um we're we're totally going to do like some dedicated podcasts to shed hunting i'm just going to like touch on it just a little bit um i've got a couple really good guests that I mean, you think I'm a guru. Like, I look at these guys. Like, these are top-notch shed hunters, dude. Like, they legit have said, like, they love shed hunting more than they love hunting. I mean, it's like from mid-December to, like, April. Like, these guys will put numbers down. Like, 70 to 80, 90 sheds a year. Like, you know, crazy. And it's not from, you know, being lazy. Uh, shed hunting involves a lot of boots on the ground, uh, a lot of scouting, and you're going to learn how to be a better deer hunter while you're doing this the whole time. It's just going to educate you on, you know, rub lines. A lot of the stuff that you're going to hear from us and like other podcasts you listen to will all of a sudden click with you in your head and you'll be like, okay, well, that's pretty sweet. So this kind of makes more sense and by the time you get to you know the end of your shed season and you've walked all these areas and you put all this information down on onyx and all these other places you can pretty much count on deer being there next you know next late season um shed hunting isn't the end all be all to make you an awesome hunter it it's going to make you a very good hunter in late season because you're going to understand how these deer like to bed in late season and to be honest, uh, there is some occasions where you'll find a shed and that deer might summer there also. I mean, some of these really big bucks do not like to come out of a very big parcel of land. Um, I've had years of history with bucks and sheds and I've learned, especially in suburban areas, like some of these deer will hunker down in like a couple acre property, man, if they're safe and they just, they just won't leave it. And generally it's a spot where they're going to cut you off, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I've done a decent amount of shed hunting the past couple of years. I haven't been successful. Um, but I think that it, I guess 
to go along with what you're saying as far as like making you a better deer hunter I, if that's the property that you're going to hunt man i think it it changes things just being able to walk through the woods without having to you know worry about sound and like all this different stuff you're able to find some of those the micro terrain features and things like that that you know maybe you weren't able to find in during the season and it's everything's bare you can see a lot better um and you know something that i was thinking about is like being able to see from certain areas like actually how much you can see and when the leaves are on the trees like those deer can still pretty much see that far like yeah it's hard for us to see but man like just when they can detect movement and stuff it's like I, it was something that I hadn't quite thought about that you, you feel like you've got good cover when the leaves are on and stuff like that. And it's like, they can really, you know, see you from over there and you didn't realize it. <laughs> then, I mean, dude, like, you know, when you're looking around and you're shed hunting, you're, you're finding, you know, beds, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of what's educated me a lot is just being able to find some of these beds and, like for those of you guys out there that don't know, you can really distinguish a buck bed from doe bedding because a lot of times, especially in late season, you're going to have doe beds and you're going to have multiple beds that are in a doe bedding area. But when you find a buck bed, especially if it's a, a big buck, he's going to be bedded in a terrain feature um, a lot of times. And when you can find one and you can put yourself in that position, it's almost like a light switch. Like you understand why that deer was there because a like he'll he'll either have a log or something around or he'll be bedded right on a point and when you put yourself in that little bed and you like get it eye level like a deer does just look around and think about the way that he's going to bed there with the wind and that's where that's like taking your hunting to a whole nother level um i remember kind of when i did that it's and it's it's not like you know, every situation you're going to know where a buck's bedded because they do all kinds of stuff. But just those kind of little things can really help, you know, take your hunting from where you're at to the next level and maybe help you in the future when you come across a, another area that's, a, you know, the same situation. Or <clears throat> That's that's what I enjoy about it, man. I mean, it's fun to do with your family, too. If you're you know looking to take your family in the woods, like, I've taken my kids since they were two years old. Like, I mean, whether I'm carrying them on my back or, you know, we're going on a small, small shed. Last year, I think I went in March maybe. So, yeah, my daughter was like two-ish months old, and I put her in a baby Bjorn and was out there. That's sick. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know know that my my wife would have approved had she known some of the uh, stuff I was walking through, but – yeah, she's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was the, I mean, with like, you know, my oldest, like when I used to take her out, she would love it, man. Like, and not just that, when you get pictures of uh, your little kids holding sheds, they look like that much bigger too. So it's kind of, kind of a good, good thing. And, and it's always good getting your kids in the woods. So by all means, guys, like take your family. Uh, if you guys don't have kids, take a nephew or, you know, somebody, it's a good way to get somebody into the outdoors and kind of teach people, uh, you know, it's just going to make you a better woodsman. And, um, that's what we're all looking to do. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's a good segue, you know, between deer season. Most, 
most people's are deer seasons are over. I think Ohio still got a couple of weeks. Um, they might be the only ones left, but yeah, you know, then tur- Turkey season's not till what April. Um, yeah. So April 16th for us here in Kentucky. So it's, it's just a good way, like you said, to get out and, and find something to yeah. do, you know, get some exercise, like exactly. put the miles on and, and get out there. And antlers and are cool something. guys, you know, I'm yeah. such a nerd for antlers. I don't know. <laughs> they are. There's just something cool about a fresh shed, man. It's just like so wild that like, you know, and, and also if it, you're hunting, I mean, I've actually found sheds that I've never seen deer on camera in areas. So, it, you know, another cool way to find, a, you know, an inventory of your, your deer herd. Just because they're not on camera doesn't mean there's not a giant around, you know, or a cool deadhead. Yeah. You never know what might have ran on your property and died. Yeah, I think that's uh, – it's just so, like, that feeling you get. Like, I've only found one in my life, like one shed, but it's just like you feel like you found gold. Like, you're just oh, like – Oh, yeah. That's such a cool feeling. <laughs> and I'm sure it's like that so still excited. for, like, every time. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it's not, not quite as much, I guess – <clears throat> not to like sound like that but like there's times like when it's a good one oh dude i get pumped like but yeah. when it's like a dinker and you can tell you i'm like all right you know i'm happy because it's always good to find an antler as around here my numbers are not near as good i'll say that i think yeah i think it's just a uh, time in like understanding timing has a lot properties of and that, that kind of yeah. stuff yeah uh, yeah, and I, but, I really want to get into that. Like I said, we've I've got two guys that I'm thinking about um, that are going to be really good, with, you know, for that. And maybe we'll get one of the addiction guys uh, on here. I'll try and try and uh, reach out to a couple of them and see if we can get some more of the guys from the Whitetail Addictions on here because I know right. they all well, love shed hunting too. Yeah, well then let's shut up about it and let somebody else do the talking yeah, <laughs> later later good, down right? the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's uh we can we can relate. Let's segue a little bit into um off-season gear. So we're a couple weeks out from ATA. Um and most of us are gearheads and so there was yep. a lot of cool stuff that got released. You know, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Um Exodus released those the budget cell cams um and <clears throat> Lone Wolf has did not go to ATA, uh, but they have been releasing products via social media and YouTube and stuff like that. And man, I'm excited for some of this stuff. It's, Oh yeah. I'm really excited cool. too. Dude, you know, what's, what's wild is even like being a staff guy, like there's stuff that I don't even know about till they release it. It's like, they keep stuff really secretive. Um, I'm excited for the Patriot line to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be awesome. I think a lot more guys are going to like that too. Um, from talking Can you get to into what that is? That. The Patriot line is going to be like our budget line of uh, billet stands, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we're just going to cut down on the uh, the cool factor of the stands um, and make them more just streamlined and just straight to the point. Um, that's just what I was told, so, you know. I will find out more next week. I'm heading to uh, the Harrisburg show for, I guess, four or five. Yeah, I'll be there for four days. Um, 
if you guys are around PA, uh, you know, or around the East Coast area, I hope I see you. Um, I'll be there Saturday to Tuesday. Um, come see us in the booth. I'm going to have some stickers. You'll see a little banner. Um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, man. Hopefully we can get some, some new people to uh, check us out. And uh, I always have fun, man. I mean, what's not to love? You're, uh, you're at the out, like, it's the biggest outdoor show in the country. So it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, it's just a gathering, a bunch of bunch of cool dudes and girls. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's always cool getting to catch up with people. I mean, some of uh, yeah. some of the people from the road show come, and it's always it's always like a cool little family. You know what I mean? We all get to uh, to BS with each other, and it's, uh, yeah, all it's the people that you time. like follow on social media, and you t- yeah, you know, you'll yeah. Me- message or DM like back and forth, but you never actually met in person, and then you're like. Oh, oh hey. he's a really cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There, there's a couple guys uh, that I've had reach out to us just from the podcast. Um, I think uh, Alex Romando, uh, he was one of them. Um, Charlie Bear, I think he's talking about maybe going. Um, okay. Looking forward to seeing my buddy Travis from uh, Antler Antler Site. Um, yeah, always good, man. I got all kinds of kinds of friends. Uh, it's one thing that's kind of different, you know, moving here uh, to Kentucky. It's like I kind of get to catch up with my my good buddies when I go back to the East Coast. So should be fun. Yeah. And, I mean, just like being able to check out, get hands-on gear and stuff like that. I mean, even yeah, for you, some, some of this stuff is new to you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be there. So I'm going to try and post up as much cool stuff as I can. Um, when, uh, if you, if you just follow along with our story, you know, I'll, I'll keep you guys up to date with, with what's going on there. Um, let us know if there's anything you want me to check out. If I can, like, I'd be happy to, to do that for some of you guys. Um, so just holler at us for those of you that aren't, you know, on the East coast. But, uh, I mean, with that being said, I mean, what was your favorite, like new product that pretty much got, got released? Um, I mean, I'm super excited about the harness, the, um, I don't know if it's going to be called unhindered. It says, it's says hunt unhindered, but I don't know if that's what the actual harness is going to be called, but, um, I'm, I'm very bad about safety stuff. Um, (laughs) and so, and, and it's just because I, I didn't want to invest in a saddle or like anything like that. Um, or and I don't want to wear, you know, a full body harness and that like, yeah. so I it's was looking into rock medium. climbing. Yeah. I was looking into rock climbing harnesses. Uh, but I knew that this was coming out. And so I just put off getting one of those because that's essentially what this is. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to it because it's super minimalist, but it's just as safe as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, uh, I got the, you did you try it on? Um, did they have it in Ohio or no? Uh, I don't think so. I feel like they. I feel like we did have it in Ohio. Um, if they did, I, <clears> I tried to. You tried didn't try. It on. Yeah, I think they had. They I, did I was a couple wearing a boot. Tweets. Remember? <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Man. <laughs> um, it's pretty sweet, man. Honestly, it just works off of. Uh, they have a special strap that has like a little metal loop in there and. I think it's right up your alley. I mean, it's right up the alley for anybody that kind of wants to do away with a harness, um, like a, a full body harness, I should say, because technically that's what that is. Um, 
I'm pretty excited for that. I think a lot of you guys are really going to like the new broadheads that we've come out with. Um, I killed a couple deer with them this year, and they're they're kick ass. I mean, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited for that. I think a lot of people will like them, and and they're pretty affordable for what they are. Um, a lot of yeah. guys were like talking down on them because they're aluminum, but I can tell you from experience, like that hardened aluminum coating is is pretty badass. Uh, both of my arrows were passed throughs. One of them went clean through an opposite shoulder, and uh, they were they looked like untouched. I took them to a diamond stone a couple times, and they were good to go. So yeah, I think. Be looking uh, for them. I mean, the other thing it doesn't necessarily interest me because it's just not up my alley, but that freaking climber or yeah. hybrid climber looks sick. Like if that's yeah. up your alley, like. I don't there's no reason not to get that like no that design there's a lot of there's a lot of guys like uh North Carolina is a prime example they have like a lot of more straight pines and stuff like that like a climber is a way to go I mean I started off in Maryland like most of the places I could go I, I had a climber so I mean I think they're awesome even for saddle guys you know I'm gonna talk to Cody and see if he's gonna do something like that because when I first got into saddle hunting um the guys that I was like I had teach me kind of like just the ropes with it they were using the old uh the old lone wolf hand climber and they were using it just like one sticking with it okay so you would just have the base and then you you basically just tie your tether off and then you're sitting there in your saddle and you pull it up with your feet and then you're just you're just climbing the tree with your tether like that and you can hunt as high or low as you want, you know, and you yeah, got a nice platform. Sweet. Yeah. I'm sure some people will buy it just to use it for like that. that yeah. Feature, I don't know. I imagine I, it's I was thinking fast. like, yeah, I was thinking if they could do something like that, just strictly for saddle. So I'll try to get some information um, out of them when I'm there next week. We'll see what's up. And I, so I wanted to, touch on that i don't know if was there anything else that you had product wise no, that no you pretty to talk much about? i mean i'm gonna try and do some uh record some podcasts when i'm there i'm gonna try to get you on logan if i can um we'll see what's going on i know like you're gonna be working some of the date some of the times i'm gonna be doing this so i might just be solo but so yeah so i mean i just wanted to extend out like if you guys have questions that we you want us to ask you know whoever we're going to talk to so it's probably going to be cody and i don't know who else is going to be there i'm not sure um i think zach rob said he was going to come um okay i'm gonna i mean if if we're just hanging out and we go somewhere i'm gonna try and just record a a little like 45 minute podcast or something i think it'd be cool yeah so i mean if you guys have any questions that you think uh would be good for that like send them to us and we'll try and get them into the podcast. I mean, I know we've got Absolutely. some topics and stuff that we want to talk about with them. Um, but we can do a short little Q and a, if we, if yeah. people submit questions. Yeah. Hopefully for those of you that have made it through the podcast this far, we appreciate you. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll post, I think we're going to wrap it up social. Yeah. Yeah. I will for sure, man. Um, I think we ought to wrap this one up. We were, we were yeah. trying to keep it kind of short, but I mean, whatever, you know how it goes. <laughs> 
Just and we didn't even get to everything that we wanted to talk about. I know, absolutely. But uh, just whatever. I guess to wrap Next. that to wrap that up by by American shit. That's right. That's where we were going with this. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. just trying to get into making you guys think about where your stuff comes from and where it's made. And um, with that being said, we're going to continue that, like we said, on another podcast, which we've talked about other and other podcasts. But <laughs> thanks again for tuning in tonight, guys, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks again for tuning in with us this week, guys. Really appreciate you all. Um, want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. As I mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast today, I will be attending the uh, Harrisburg uh, show, the Great American Outdoor Show. Um, swing by the booth. Uh, come come get your hands on a lot of this new gear that we got. Um, really excited to uh, to meet some of you guys that have been listening. Um, hopefully, you know we can uh, we can have you come over to the booth and hang out for a little bit. Um, other than that, let us know if there's any questions you have that you'd like us to cover or any products you'd like us to, uh, you know, do some overviews or insights on. I'm going to end today's uh, podcast with a, a quote, and I believe this one is from Socrates, which is kind of funny. Um, it says, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but building the new. Uh, I think it's a great great quote for you know being a a new year a lot of us ending our seasons uh whether the season was good or bad man like just look back and uh don't worry so much about the past but focus on your goals for the future and uh just move forward i know i know it wasn't an easy season this year for a lot of guys but um we really appreciate all your support and uh, look forward to catching up with you all next week until then 